Hello. Hi. And welcome to the latest episode of The Peak and the Pit. I'm Jazz. I'm Kat. And that was a phone noise. Did no one hear it? Hiya. Hi. I thought you were going to start then. I got really excited. <laughs> I almost nearly did, didn't I? Yes, you did. Welcome to The Peak and the Pit. Thank you so much for joining us. We're just here to chat and just try to normalise those bad moments and those good moments with your peak and pits of the week. So guys, make sure you write in. Let us know how 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 you're feeling, how you're doing. Yeah, and make sure you like and subscribe because we want them to follow us to go up and yeah. How are you, Kat? Are you okay? I'm good, you know, really good. You've come in today and you are glowing. I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm not even wearing a coat, am I? No, so. you've not got a coat on, so I'm guessing your boiler's fixed. Yeah, it's fixed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! I mean, it's a, it was a joke, but it's fixed, yeah. so you're warm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all good now. Is your house like a sauna now? It really is, yeah. Good. <laughs> good. So you can follow us at the peak in the pit underscore podcast on Instagram, or you can follow Kat on Twitter because she never made a, a Twitter for the... Uh... <laughs> I'll make one, I'll make one. Um... <laughs> How did you get on with Ben's challenge? I got on really well, actually. Yes, um, did you? I'm, not, I'm think, so sorry. I shouldn't sound surprised when, <laughs> when like, you've done a challenge. I'm I like, think, oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, I love walking anyway and it's it's nice to get out in the fresh air. It's been great weather. But I've not even found anything dead interesting. I found um, some random stuff there. Like what? Like one mitten, like a baby's mitten I see oh. on the floor. I didn't pick it up, obviously, because, you know, COVID. don't do that. And yeah, like one, this is in Cholton Water Park, one <laughs> Air Force One trainer and you, you think now like if you if you've lost your trainer it's definitely there yeah do you know what like <laughs> i see that on the side of a motorway like yeah. one shoe and um, i'm like what funny sausage thought it was okay to chuck one shoe out of the window because I, I always think it's a prank like workmen taking the mick and they just go well i sling the shoe out the window and then this poor lad's got to go home with one shoe but then i always think that like, it might be something serious like someone's got like Assaulted or something, I don't oh, know. God, well, now I feel awful that I'm thinking people <laughs> playing a prank. I know, because it's just, it's so weird. Cause it was a, a nice trainer. It was just there. Like, it, it was oh, ra- no. a random place. But yeah, I've just seen things like that. Nothing really, nothing like a Roman coin or anything like that. Well, Ben is going to be impressed with me. Well, what have you found? Let me tell you. <laughs> Do you know what? I loved this challenge because, yeah. well, I originally thought, me and Dan went on a walk on Monday. We walked from my mum's house in Berry, yeah, back to Salford where we live, and tried to stay off the roads as much as possible. Okay. So when all the way down like the canal up through Radcliffe and then down the River Irwell, oh. all sticking to the water, it was amazing. Like I can't believe that was on our doorstep. There's so much out there around us that we don't even know. I was literally thinking we were just going to be walking down Manchester Road. Yeah. And we were totally off the road I think we was probably it was a 20k walk and we were probably on the road for 4k of it really yeah it was so beautiful and the sun was shining and Flo was with us so it was a really lovely walk I thought oh I'll find loads on this walk so I had my eyes to the ground yeah nothing (laughs) and like you'll think maybe you found something so you like kick your foot slightly where it is and yeah it's like a ball top or (laughs) just so I was a bit like deflated or something shining in the in the distance and you go there and it's literally like Tim file. Yeah, Tim Foyle. Yeah, some rubbish. <laughs> yeah. A jammy dodger rapper or something. Yeah. <laughs> Without the jammy dodger. So yeah. yeah. I thought I was slightly deflated because I thought, oh, I thought I'd find something. Yeah. And then literally I went 
walking with my mum and, and dad the other day. And where we live, well, where my mum and dad live, they live in Tottington. Okay. And they had the old Tottington Mill. Right. And I, I walk there all the time with Flo. It's like, that's their daily walk and I join them once a week for it. And it was Tottington Mills Printworks that was there. So it's got all the ruins there. Okay. There's all signs up about it telling you all the history of it. Uh-huh. So Ben will be very impressed with me because the first mill on that site that's been recorded right. was in 1296. Oh, wow. Yeah, like that's medieval times. That is. So there's like stuff there, like stonework. I mean, I did, I've taken a few pictures just to prove that it's there, <laughs> but I couldn't really pick it up. Plus, I don't want to move it. Like that's part of like that nature, isn't it? Yeah. But there's a whole walk. I do that every day. I don't read them signs. I'm not interested. I'm just walking my dog. And I didn't realise how much was in, like, our local area. You don't do, yeah. No. And it got it sparked up conversations, got my mum and dad talking. My dad went home and started Googling about it. Aww. And it became a little topic of conversation and That's stuff. And so cute. I thought it was lovely. I never really thought I would get that from that challenge. I thought I might find a fiver. <laughs> but, but it just... It just... Goes to show that if you are like discovering new walks, you don't know what you're going to find. Like there was history, there is a history of everywhere, isn't there? What what is that history? Massively. So. Well, the cotton Ooh. mill that was there, that was in 1790. It was like print works, dye work. It was honestly, it was fascinating. I was like, do you know what? I'm a bit disgusted with myself that yeah. I've, my mum and dad have lived in that house now for five years. I'm, I've never even once thought to, like, find out about the history of the area. You just live on your nice estate, don't you? Yeah, that's all you do, isn't it? You just, yeah. yeah, you don't even think, but, it, well, I've thought this week, and it was a very... <laughs> so I really enjoyed the challenge. Oh, good. I did take a picture. I did pick up, like, some, like, pottery stuff, and then I thought maybe that's from it, and then my mum was just like, nah, I just think that's a bit of pottery jazz. I don't think it's from, like, those times, so I just... I'll just put it back on the floor. That would be so funny if you took it to like an antiques roadshow type <laughs> thing. And yeah. Yeah. And they were like, no, mate, someone's just smashed the plants. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's challenge has been set to us by Lou. Yay. She, as we're coming out of lockdown, mm-hmm. the gyms are opening, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Unless some sort of something happens and we don't come out of it. But I'm not Again. thinking like that. Yeah. The gym's open. Very, very soon. So our challenge this week is to complete three HIT workouts at home. Right. To celebrate those final weeks of home workouts. Yeah. We just have to complete. So one needs to be upper body. Yeah. 30 minutes. One needs to be lower body. Mm -hmm. And then one needs to be like core. So we'll have to do a bit of research with this one. Sounds good. And find a few. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Do you know what? My Apple Watch has a new Fitness Plus thing on it. I've never even looked on it, but apparently that's got workouts on it. That's it. So I might actually get to use that. There you go. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we're back to fitness and I know we'll feel good after that. I know we felt good after our walks. Yeah, definitely. But I'm just looking forward to getting out of lockdown now. So this can be my like final home workout yes. week. Fingers yes. crossed. <laughs> Brilliant. So we have we did chat to Ben. Yeah. Because he was like, it was such a good conversation. So uh, should we have a listen to what he's got to say about about lockdown and about mental health and also him him being a t- detectorist? Yeah. I didn't even know detectorist was a word until we met Ben. I know. Hi, Ben. Thanks for joining us. 
Hello, hi everyone. Um, apologies, I've got a, a, a loud dog in the room with me right now. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> we love dogs. We do, we do. Podcast. That's what it is. She's just really enjoying her podcast debut. Oh, bless her. So, Ben, what is your peak and pit of the week? So, my peak for this week is that, well, firstly, I've been out and about with my lovely little pooch on it, and we love going on walks together. When you've got a dog at your side, you've always got an excuse to be there. 100%. She sounds like she's having a great time. (laughs) She's really moaning. I think she gets a bit jealous when I'm talking to people. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry about that. So my pit of the week, I guess my pit is lack of work at the moment. And I know that sounds like such an obvious, boring thing, but I, I normally work as a TV presenter and it's it, it's kind of feast and famine at the moment. Some weeks I'm really busy. Fortunately, next week I'm going to be quite full on. But this week I've literally not got anything. Um, we've noticed that you've been doing a lot with BBC Bite Size with the home learning yeah. which is mega I've been I, I uh, had a little nosy at some of the stuff and I think it's been great what people have been doing for home learning I think it's been so scary for parents to have been thrown into this all of a sudden being teachers and having these kids to navigate around all the time so I think what you've done is is wicked with BBC Bite Size how do you think lockdown has affected kids mental health yeah I mean well thanks first of all the, the Bite Size stuff it's something that I've been associated with for, for years anyway. Obviously, pre-pandemic, it, it was more a case of being a supplement to teachers and, and yeah. home learning. And it was always great. I mean, I, I used bite-sized resources when I was doing my GCSEs, you know, back in the Stone Age. So there was, uh, there was always that element, I suppose, of wanting to try give kids more of an option. But now we've got into 2020 and the lockdown and the fact that kids have had to be homeschooled or, or not have a what we would consider a, a normal school education. I think it's really important that we as adults and as you know people in creative industries and broadcasters have, have stepped up to help because you know kids in my experience and, and having got many nieces and nephews and, and work with kids a lot, kids are incredibly adaptable, they're resourceful, they will always look to you know, kind of change to, to, to fit the situation. They're, they're not set in their ways like adults are. They're still, you know, learning about the world. And, and that's the really exciting thing about kids. You know, they are flexible, but they can only take so much. And when, when if you're 10, you know, your, your whole life only encompasses 10 years. And then a year of that has been a pandemic and homeschooling. That's a 10th of your life that has been flipped on its head. And when you think of it in those terms you realize quite how dramatic it is don't we we were were talking about um, a couple of episodes ago how the lockdown has really hit us harder this time I think we all expected in a way for it to be over by now or it to to not be this intense so going into full-on lockdown is really just I think it's just people have had enough haven't they yeah I think it's it's just been really difficult this time and the way that that people have responded, I, I think a lot more people have been talking about the impact on their mental health, how they feel like there's been no kind of set time scale that they can look forward to. I mean, you know, when we went into it at the beginning of January, there wasn't even a, a, a sort of a period where we, we sort of knew when we were coming out of it. It was just like, this is it for now. It's an indefinite lockdown. 
And I do think that that hits people really hard. And it hits kids really hard, obviously, because they, they do thrive on having some kind of, you know, navigable immediate future. Like I say, when you're young, time seems to go much more slowly. So we're going to ask you, um, how have you been keeping active through the lockdown? So obviously dog walks have been a, a big part of my daily routine. I think, yeah, otherwise, I've also taken up um, metal detecting as a hobby, which has been great. I've absolutely loved that. That that was something that I hadn't really considered doing before. I didn't really have the time. I didn't, certainly didn't have the equipment. And then, like, funnily enough, my dad had bought me a machine for my, for my Christmas present. But then the other side of it as well, of course, is, is the actual hobby itself, which I've just loved. It's It's really helped me to kind of have something to focus on when I've not got work. There's a kind of a research element where you sort of look into, you know, what history might have been on this site. You know, was there a road crossing it where people might have travelled along and dropped things? So you do all of that and then you get out there and you potentially find stuff and then you can bring it back and research it afterwards as well. So it's been, uh, you know, revelatory for me. I've absolutely loved doing it. Have you found anything cool? The most recent really exciting thing that I found was a big lead seal that would have attached to an official document sent by the Pope. And it was sent in the mid-1300s by Pope Clement VI. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. I love how passionately you talk about it as well. Yeah. Like, you just go, you just, it all just flows out. It's wicked. So just finally, your top tips for staying positive, to keep a positive mindset. That's a good one. Well, positivity is about finding your own path. What what makes you tick in the morning? So is it is it little treats? You know, do you do you do something and then reward yourself with either food or you know watching something on YouTube or you know anything like that? So giving yourself little rewards, little little milestones to hit, I think is always a good one yeah I think it's just setting yourself those little targets and also little treats that that make you feel like you've accomplished something during the day sounds great do you know what every single person we've spoke to when we've asked them about like their top tips or whatever it has always been structure and routine and just in where at the moment everything's up in the air just finding your little niche of what it is you do every day Mm. and I think that is that is what we do tell our listeners it's just trying to find some normality and some routine even if you've not really got much to do like me (laughs) this is now my structure doing stuff like this and the podcast has, has given me kind of a purpose at the moment which is really lovely well that was ben shout out to his dog olive who made her podcast debut sorry that we lost you at the end ben but honestly i've really enjoyed being a detectorist with you this week I love how enthusiastic he is when he speaks about it. I know, he's so excitable, isn't he? Yeah, he's so passionate. I think it's so lovely that he's found something that he just enjoys doing. I know. I know it is top. But do you know what? I enjoyed being a detectorist as well. Yeah, you did. I did. did. (laughs) What has been your peak and pit of the week, Kat? So peak has been just getting out every day, walking. Like I've been so good with my fitness. I've improved my eating, healthy eating. So I just feel great. Oh God, that's good. Yeah. That might be why you're glowing. Like you've literally come in, sat down, like you're sashayed in. Oh really? Yeah, you look really good, mate. Oh good, thanks hon. Sorry. So my pit has just basically been because I'm back in the before swing of being at work. So I'm constantly busy. Sometimes you don't find time for yourself and I feel like I'm getting myself stressed which isn't good 
I think people are really going to struggle with the transition of being maybe furloughed to yeah. going back to work or even working from home to going back to an office. Yeah. And I think we've kind of got used to like having a bit of free time and a bit of spare time. And when you're working from home, you can be in your pyjamas, stroking your dog with a cup of tea, maybe a glass of wine, whatever you <laughs> choose. Yeah. Because I know as soon as it hit four o'clock, if I had an office job and I was working from home, there'd be a glass of vino next to me as I'm typing. <laughs> well, so, you see, see you later, guys. <laughs> see you later, guys. Signing off for the day. Yeah. So it's very, it's probably a good job that I am unemployed because I'd probably get sacked. <laughs> but mm. I can imagine it being quite stressful going yeah. from not being that busy to being bombarded with stuff. I know. I feel like even though with my role before, this time of the year is normally quite a busy time anyway. But because I've been so out of it for so long, it's just a shock to the system. So it is difficult. Yeah. And you drive about, don't you? Yeah. So I've been driving from school to school and to the office and different places. And that's been stressful. Well, I think I honestly, I feel like the world's starting to open up and the councils have gone, let's close all the roads. Yeah. <laughs> let's fill all the potholes. Oh, yeah. do you know that grid that people have been complaining about for 18 months? We'll fix it now. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, why, why are they doing all this road work? Honestly, like, there's it, temporary traffic lights everywhere. I don't understand. I know. I don't know anything because I, it doesn't make sense. Mm. None of it makes sense. And it's so busy as well. Like, I was going on, down the motorway today and it was just so busy. Yeah. There's cars everywhere and I don't, I don't, we're, we're, we're in a pandemic. Yeah. Stay at home. Yeah, they're not, they're not staying at No one's at staying home. at home. No. No. <laughs> and then we won't be allowed to go into the gyms because no one stayed at home. So, Jazz, yeah. So, what is your peak and pit of the week? So, I'd like to start with my pit. My pit this week. So, my little baby Flo, she's a Yorkshire Terrier. She's a sassy little sausage. Aww. And she, when we bought her, we took her for a checkup and we was told that she has a heart murmur. Yeah. So, then they sent us to a specialist and it turns out she has pulmonic stenosis. What's that? I had to write that down because I don't know actually what it is and it sounds very scary. Aww. But basically, like one of her valves in her heart wasn't closing properly. That's, it's as simple as that. But So they had to put like a little tiny balloon in her heart Aww. to close the valve properly. But every year she has to go for an annual checkup at Liverpool Veterinary Clinic. And she was there last week. And unfortunately, it has progressed. Every So she's on medication twice a day. And every year we've been... It's got better. It's not got worse. Yeah. Um, but this time round, they have said there is some slight progression in it. Not enough to, re like, increase her medication or anything like that. But I just don't like it. No. Like, I want her to be invincible. I want yeah. her to live forever. How old is she? She's going to be six in June. Aww. But, like, when I had Yorkshire Terrier before, I think Molly died when she was 13. Yeah. But I think you always wonder, because I'd take her on hikes with me she's done scarfell in the snow yeah. like when we're in the van she's in the van with us she comes camping with us Aww. i literally treat her like she's like this great big mountain dog and so many people <laughs> when we're at the top of these mountains laugh their head off being like as if you've dragged a yorkshire terrier up here and i'm like i know i ain't dragged her mate she's ran ahead and ran back to us and then gone again oh she's so active so i think to just have them say oh no it's it has got worse i'm thinking oh maybe i'm doing too much with them but then i also think I, I want her to have the most fun. Yeah. If she's sat at home, not doing much. Then exactly. That's not, yeah. She absolutely loves being out. She loves being in the van. She's like my little shadow. I love her to pieces. That oh. was my pit because I just think 
the world's rubbish. That's so sad. Yeah, but she's fine. Like, she's absolutely fine. And if she could understand what I was saying, she'd be telling me to shut up. Yeah. Because she'd be like, I'm cool. Don't worry about me. Aww. Yeah, so then I just gave her... I had sausages mashed for my teeth the other night and gave her loads of sausages to make up for it because she'd been through the wars. Because they have to, like, they shake all her belly to, like, put all these stickers on her to monitor her blood pressure and her heart and stuff. Aww. And they don't do it nice. They no. just literally just go... Yeah. So just all patches. <laughs> you would rather do it like a little pattern or something. Yeah, or like just do it, do it all so it's even. Yeah. Like I understand you're not a dog groomer. Yeah. But come on. They <laughs> literally give me back a butchered dog. Like. <laughs> but hey ho. Small price to pay. Yeah. But my peak has been, I've had quite a few self-tapes this week. Okay. Which has been really nice because I feel like I've not had anything in ages. Yeah. And you start to question whether you've gone down the right career path and maybe you should have taken that BTEC in hair and beauty yeah. at Berry College <laughs> when it was offered to you but I didn't Yeah, and I, I thought no this is what I'm going to do and I, probably the past 18 months I've been like what on earth mm-hmm. and can I just say I'm not mocking anyone who's done a BTEC in hair and beauty I've got hairdressers and friends making an absolute fortune yeah. cutting people's hairs it was just not for you it just wasn't for me yeah so you start to question whether you've done the right thing. You think, oh, that, what's the longevity of this kind of job? Mm. But then I got a few self-tapes in. And then I think when you have one self-tape and you send that off and you feel positive about it, you kind of like manifest it, don't you? I know we're yeah. going back to this again and then another come in. And I was like, oh, I've had three self-tapes this week. Oh. Yeah, which has been, I'm feeling really positive about it. That's good. And you know what? I think even if you don't get them, you've had your practice of self-tapes because mm-hmm. you've not had any practice of self-tapes because you've not had any. Yeah. So now I feel like I'm in the flow of it. For people that don't know what a self-tape is, what is it? Hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, a casting director will send you a, a scene Yeah. and ask you to read for a certain character. And you have to tape yourself reading for this certain character. You have to get someone else to read in. So my mum, bless her, reads in for me all the time. Aww. I know. She's really sweet. She's very she might, good. She might get cast. I know. Imagine. Imagine. Who's that voice? Because she's much better than you. <laughs> but my mum reads in for me and we record the scene on my phone and send it off. But I'm very self-critical. So yeah. I'd much prefer to get in a room with a casting director and be able to chat to them. Yeah. And do my scene. And then once it's done, you walk out and you go, right, well, I did my best. Yeah. But with a self-tape, you go, I'll, I'll just do one more and do it again. And I go, oh, I'm, I might just do another one. And then I'll watch it back once I've sent it off to this casting director. I'll watch it back three hours later and go, oh, nah, I could definitely do that again. <laughs> and yeah. it just gets in your head a bit. So That's I, the problem with like all this online stuff. Yeah, I don't really enjoy them. Loads of people love them because they can perfect the scene. But I just think when you get into a room, you, you're probably going to have two... At the most, three goes at it. So yeah. you should be able to do a self-tape in three goes. Yeah. But I'm just, I, d- I don't like watching myself back. So I struggle with that. Yeah. Well, we're rooting for you. Thanks. Hopefully you get one of those. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. But they come in threes, don't they? And they then do. three came in this week. I was like, oh, imagine if I booked three jobs. I know, imagine. Oh, it'd be very nice. Yeah. It'd be very nice to end the lockdown. Yeah. A couple of people have wrote in this week, which has been really nice. Has it? Yeah. So Hayley has wrote in and she said her peak was having the vaccine. Oh. Yes. Her pit was the side effects of the vaccine. Oh. Which is very controversial. It is, it is. Some people don't get any side effects at all and some people are bedridden. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It knocks some people for six. I don't really know anyone who's had bad side effects. Yeah. I think my mum and dad are so pro-vaccine that even if they did have side effects, they wouldn't have ever told me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they like, lied. Yeah. Like, no, we're fine. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's going to affect people differently, isn't it? That's... Yeah, it will do. I had a nightmare last night that I um, had the vaccine and it went really wrong. Oh, no. I know. It was only a nightmare, though, but... But that's your subconscious, that. Yeah. That's you worrying about stuff and thinking about that. Because it is, it's pumped down our throats on the news and the media. Mm. My nan has a second one, I think, next week, which is madness. Yeah. But that's, I think it's great that the older generation, are, if it gives them a fighting chance if they catch it, then... Go for it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was her peak and pit. Mark has written him, and he said, Roman Kemp's documentary was both his peak and his pit. Oh. He hasn't explained why, but I'm kind of guessing probably because Roman spoke out, has probably initiated conversations in yeah. houses that people might have found difficult. Yeah. But also, it was a very difficult watch. I've still not seen it yet. I've no. not watched it yet. I want to see it, but, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Watching I, things like that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, it is on my list to watch. And there's a Demi Lovato one as well. Is there? I think that might only be in America. Yeah. But I'm sure there'll be a website somewhere you can get hold of it. I got hold of the Britney Spears one way before it came out in the UK. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. Did you watch that? I watched a bit of it, but not all of it. I found it really difficult to watch. Like, I, these things get to me. Like, Oh, no. Really? You know, yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to watch that. That's what I mean. I think some things are triggering, which is why yeah. I think like the Roman Kemp documentary, I think you have to sit down and be prepared for what you're about to witness. Yeah. Because from what I've read on social media and news reports and stuff and, and write-ups about it, it is, it's tough. And I think I've seen snippets of him like just crying his eyes out. And, really? Yeah. And, um... So, but that was Mark's peak and pit. But I can understand that. I think it's a journey, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I love the fact that a lot of people are coming out and making documentaries and, and speaking about it, and it goes back to the documentary that I made that you were in. Yes. My Escape, which is on YouTube. Yeah. Um, that, was at, <laughs> <laughs> that was at the Odeon, and that was about starting them conversations and people being honest about their experiences, and it's, it is difficult to speak about these things. So 100%. Good and, on you. Yeah, definitely, and I think... If you can, like, as a celebrity, open up like that and feel that you need to, there are, there's a story to be told, I, I, props to you. Yeah. Like, it takes some guts. And it's obviously sparking conversation and getting the right responses because yeah. people are saying, like, that it's been their peak of the week. Yeah. Amazing. Good. Yeah, 100%. Job done. Job done. Thank you. I'm sorry that we've ended on a bit of a, like, Debbie Downer, haven't we? Is it? Oh, is that a bit Debbie Downerish? Sorry if it was. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Downer. I've not heard that in a while. Debbie Downer. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're following us at the Peak in the Pit underscore podcast. Yeah. Make sure you like and subscribe. And we'll be back next week. See you next week. Bye.